Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Think Your Way to an Epic Life. Think Your Way to an Epic Life is named that for a very specific reason. And today we're going to dive in really deep into what does that actually mean? Think Your Way to an Epic Life. And I think this is perfect timing because going into the new year, there's new beginnings and new, everybody's open. They're a little bit more open than they normally are. And, and so we're diving into the reality of successful people's lives. And why do I feel like I have the right to do that? Well, because I've been doing this podcast now for over 70 episodes and I've gotten to interview some of the most successful people in the world. And it's really amazing to get to get to get behind the curtain just a little bit. And so I'm going to give you a little behind the curtain reality. I used to think when I looked up to these people that I'm interviewing on my podcast now, I used to think that, that they pretty much, once they got to a certain level, that they didn't have a problem anymore, that their problems were minor. And, and here's the reality. If you don't make enough money to cover your basic costs, your basic survival needs, then more money absolutely will make you happier. Yes, no question about it. If you don't have enough money to put food on the table and gas in the car and basic things and you get more money and those basic needs are met, you, you are much happier. But studies have shown after those basic needs are met, more money doesn't increase your happiness. What money does is it magnifies who you actually are. So I'm going to tell you, um, 2020, being very vulnerable. Thank you, Brene Brown. Uh, that's one of the things that she says, vulnerability is the most courageous thing you can do. And so 2020 was the worst year of my life in so many ways. And it was also the best year of my life in so many ways. And so that's what I want to do today is just kind of run you through the reality of the climb that I had to, had to go through and still to this very day I'm going through. And, and so that's what this is about. It's a happy new year and it's also real. So we're just going to get very real about, about all of it. So I'm going to start the story. That's basically what this is, is there's stories. I'm going to tell you story after story of the reality of my life and, and what I was able to do to overcome things that I think generally keep people down right? When, when, when one death of someone that you love occurs in a year, it's, it messes up a lot of people for the entire year and they're, and they're not able to function. Um, I had three in that year, very close women to me that I lost that year on top of a lot of other things. So I'm going to back up just a little bit to 2010, September 11th of 2010. I lost my mother. February of 2011, I lost my dad. And that led to a 10-year decline of my middle sister, who was kind of a closet alcoholic. And when they both passed away, the closet was gone and she went so far off the deep end. And any of you that love an addict of any kind, I'm here to tell you, ooh, I, my heart goes out to you. It is, it is so difficult when you love someone that much that you would do anything to help them. I just want to tell you, you can't help them. 
in, in a lot of ways. It goes to this. There is something called the law of the harvest. And farmers all know exactly what I'm talking about. So folks, if you plant carrot seeds, what grows? Carrots grow, right? So you plant a carrot seed, is there any chance a watermelon is going to grow? You plant carrots, and is there a chance a bunny can come and eat those carrots before you reap what you sowed? Absolutely. So there, the law of sowing and reaping is very alive and well. However, what we do as humans is we get in and we mess up the, the results. We mess up by saving someone over and over again. We mess up the results of, of the law of the harvest. And so these are lessons that I've had to learn the hard, hard, hard way. And if I can help even one of you not go through as much pain and toil as I did loving an addict the way I did, um, I want to do that. So please don't get me wrong. All of us need a helping hand every now and then, and I'm there to help people a lot. However, if you keep having to help someone with the same problem over and over and over, your helping is hurting. They don't have a problem because you are taking all the consequences. So please really think through the people in your life that you think that you're helping and figure out, am I having to help them more than once with the same problem? And if so, then, then the possibility, even the probability is that your help is not really helping them, that they are using you and they don't mean to their hearts. They still love you as best they can, but they love whatever it is that they want way more. They need it. They, they will, they will hurt anyone to get what they need to get their fix of whatever it is. So that was what I learned from that. So now we get up to 2020. We're at, we're in 2020. How many of you remember what happened in 2020? That world shut down. It was crazy. And so 2020 started out with my husband and I and another couple really good friends of ours. And we were in Costa Rica on vacation for two weeks with them. We knew at the time that this was her last time to go home. Costa Rica was her home country. And we knew that this would be her last trip. And so we went on this incredible trip and we were there for two weeks and it was just, I, I, I highly recommend going to Costa Rica, the friendliest people that was excellent food. It was just a wonderful place. We came back to the United States on March 2nd and the world shut down almost immediately right then. So we get off the plane from this incredibly idyllic situation. Now I do need to tell you while we were there, my husband and I had what I like to call a come to Jesus meeting. And I had a tumor at the time that was the size of a golf ball. And I had been to a doctor, my primary care physician, and he had assured me that it wasn't the big C. He said, it's not cancer. Um, and so we just went on about our lives and did our thing, but it was growing and it was the size of a, of a, of a golf ball, like I said. And so that was kind of a harsh reality for us. And that was at the beginning of 2020. We come back, we land. Now we're back at home and I get to start my new job. This career that I love so dearly. That was in March, that uh, was March 6th of 2020. And so as incredible as the career is, as much as I love Keller Williams and everything about being a coach, it was a lot to learn. 
was a lot of change. It was like drinking from a fire hose to be in leadership at Keller Williams at the level that these people are at. I had to keep my level really high and continue to grow. And so that was added stress, but it was a good stress. The next thing that happened was my friend Dalma that we had just gone with um, was put into, into hospice. And so my husband, now this all happened in one day. This was, <laughs> it was 2020, it was very rough on us. So in one day, that morning, my husband went, he finally got someone that would give him an MRI. He had had been having neuropathy in his hands and his feet for 15 months and no one would give him an MRI. So he finally gets this MRI that morning. Then he went over to Rich and Dalma's house to help them move the beds so they could move her hospice bed in. So he's physically moving a bed. This is very important to know. And then that evening he's having dinner at his mom's house. She's 98 by the way, and she's also on hospice. And so he's having dinner with her and his phone rings and it was the neurosurgeon who said, you need to get to the emergency room stat. And he, he walked away from his mother. Of course, he didn't do this in front of her. And he said, well, I'm having dinner with my mother. And he said, sir, if you would like to continue walking, you need to get to the ER right now. And so Stan called me, asked me to take care of his mom. I couldn't go to the hospital with him because it was COVID, the world was shut down. And so he goes, he gets admitted, and he has spinal surgery the next morning. Crazy time in our life. So um, he's moving furniture and then like this, his spinal cord was so, so tiny at that one spot. It was just a matter of time before it snapped. And so <laughs> it was, instead of saying, how could this happen? Why can I not be with my husband in the hospital? Ladies and gentlemen, he walked himself out of the hospital that next morning, got in his car and drove home. It is miraculous. My husband can play the guitar again. He can, he, can, he can feel his hands. He can button his shirts. He can walk. I mean, we were thinking he was going to be paralyzed, and that was our fate. And so as much as I can say 2020 was rough, what a blessing that was. So that was kind of a, a really big, um, a big thing for us to adjust to. Not long after that, our friend Dalma passed away. And we couldn't have a service for her because it was COVID again. And it wasn't too terribly long after that. It was September when Stan's mom passed away. And we're still reeling from all these things. And, and it just, it felt like the world was cratering down around us. When in reality, I, I go back and I can remember those days when it just felt like everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And then both of us got COVID over Thanksgiving so bad that we were on oxygen. And so we were really at the end of our rope. And during this time, this brand new company that I went to work for, where most places would be, okay, you're new here and you're out because of this and you're out because of this and you're out because of that. Not this company. This company was sending me flowers. They were saying, what can we do? How can we take care of your clients? How can we take care of you? What do you need? We had so much support during all of this. It was pretty amazing. And so um, during this time, one of the things that I kind of left out almost intentionally, 
because I don't like talking about me and I don't like talking about these things. I'm usually the helper. I'm the giver. I'm, I'm that. And so I don't do a really good job with receiving. So this golf, by, golf ball sized tumor has grown now to, uh, it's about the size of a cantaloupe. And that is something I face and I'm dealing with every single day. And what you see, if you're regularly watching this, what you see is a happy-go-lucky, um, successful lady who's getting to interview billionaires and do all this really cool thing. Why is that? Well, because I was taught when I came to Keller Williams, I, this was a really good lesson for me. And it's called 15-minute funeral. So life is going to kick you in the teeth. I'm sorry, if it hasn't happened yet, it will. That's just the reality. Life is going to knock you down. It's how do you respond to it? And so when, when life knocks you down, you can stay down and have a pity party that lasts a year and eat a bunch of bonbons and then your health is bad and you do, you know, just smoke cigarettes, whatever it is for you. Or you can set a time limit and say, okay, I'm going to give a 15 minute funeral to the fact that my best friend just did that to me, whatever that was. I'm at 15 minutes. They're not going to get to take a year away from me. They're going to take 15 minutes of my time. I'm going to cry and scream and punch the pillow and do whatever it is you do to release it. And then say, okay, I'm done with that. Now, what do I need to do to move forward? So a 15 minute funeral is a beautiful thing. Another thing that was very helpful for me during this time was that I had really good habits going into it. And I truly believe that if I had not been hired as a coach, that I may have let those habits go during that time. However, because I am telling you guys now, my podcast people, but I'm telling my coaching clients, you need to work out every day. You need to move every day. You have to physically move. You have to build muscle after you turn 30. You can't just, you can't just walk and consider that exercise, right? And I'm preaching this. If I'm not doing it, that makes me a hypocrite. And so I am so grateful that I had people that were looking at me as their model. You need that. Who in your life is looking at you? You might not think they're looking at you, but let me tell you, they are watching you. There are kids watching you. There are other people that are watching you and they're saying, hmm, okay, well, if they do that, then maybe I could do that. And if, if they do that, then it's really, if they don't do that, then it's really not that important. It really is that important. You have got to have a routine and you have got to have incredible habits. So one of the books that if you have not read it, Oh my goodness, please do. If you have read it, dust it off and look at it again. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And I don't get paid by any of the authors of any of these books that I'm going to recommend to you. I am I'm very serious about this. That book will teach you how to set up your environment to where you have really good habits and you don't have to think about them. Once you make a habit, it's just a habit and you don't have to have the discipline to go walk or to go do push-ups or whatever it is for you, what works for you. <clears throat> so Atomic Habits. Another book I highly recommend is The Miracle Morning 
for millionaires. There are a ton of Miracle Mornings. They're written by Hal Elrod, and he's a fantastic human. He's just a wonderful person. And the reason I recommend that one is because one of his neighbors owns the company I work for, and he co-wrote this with Hal Elrod. And the whole premise is you get up before the rest of the world and you get these few things done. There's six things and you get these six things done and in only 10 minutes each, right? No big deal. Just do it. Just sit and do it. You have won the day before most people get out of bed and then everything else is, it just flows so much better. So Atomic Habits, Miracle Morning for Millionaires. Third one is a classic and I'm sure you've heard of it and you've probably even read it. And again, dust it off, read it again. And that is Think and Grow Rich, which is kind of the namesake for think your way to an epic life. No, you can't sit in a corner and a million dollars appears. It doesn't happen that way. However, it does start that way. You have to learn to talk to yourself, not listen to yourself. And we have so much negativity flooding us all of the time that folks, you really need to put in as much good as you possibly can. The average American reads less than one book a year. The average CEO reads more than 60 books a year. When you're in your car, your car should be a university on wheels. No exaggeration. With technology today, oh my goodness, you can have podcasts playing out of the speakers on your car while you're driving down the road. You can have Audible playing. You can go to the library and get there free. You can for free do this. It is your ticket out of, of wherever you are that you're uncomfortable with to wherever you would like to be. So guys, the number one fastest way to take yourself from a level that's below where you want to be to a higher level is called physiology. Our minds and our bodies are truly one. And so we store a lot of the negative things that have happened in our lives in our bodies. It's crazy when you really realize that. And they did a study at Harvard. Have you heard of the Wonder Woman pose where they, they stand like this and you've got the cape flowing behind you and you're standing like this for, I think it was 20 seconds. And all of the good hormones in someone's body goes up, right? So you literally cannot be depressed if you're standing like this, smiling, looking up. You, you just, it, it, your body will make you undepressed. So if I was to ask you, what does the depressed person look like that's on the other side of the door? You could pretty much say they're hunched over, they're looking down, they're talking really quiet, and they're down like this. But if you stand up and you change your physiology, you can change in an instant. Folks, what I'm trying to teach you here is that the world needs leaders desperately right now. How many of you would agree with that? They need someone who's not scared to death and someone who can help them get to the next level. And you are that person in your family. Can you be the one that, that just says no more? I'm not going to walk around feeling sorry for myself. Yes, these last few years were terrible. Yes, they were really hard. And it doesn't look like the next year are going to be that great. However, 
If you believe they're not going to be that great, you are correct. Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you are correct. So if you truly think about this, this is another person that I look up to a lot. Um, Justin, I've actually got his book right here. Justin Prince, you should definitely get this book. Be the one. And he says, and you want to listen with what I call relaxed belief, believing it's possible for you. It's possible for you to create and design extraordinary life. It's possible for you to achieve your dreams and goals. Cause remember if you didn't even think it was possible, like in other words, if it's completely impossible, you're not going to put a lot of time and energy and effort and passion and drive and work and grind into something that's literally impossible for crying out loud. Like you're just not going to, you first have to at least believe it's possible. Now it may not be possible for me, but it's at least possible. Right. And then you got to say, is it possible for me? Do I have confidence and belief in myself? Can I pull this off? Once you have that, then you're willing to push through, you know, and have delayed gratification and do all that work that it takes. There was another study that was so fascinating about school teachers. These two school teachers were given these two classes and one of them were told, they were told that these kids are gifted and you have to treat them. You can't say anything to them about the fact that they're gifted, but you have to treat them differently because they're gifted and these kids don't do as well. And when they told the teachers that, that's the results that those kids came out with. Guys, that is fascinating and horrifying. Are you allowing what someone else sees you as to dictate and define who you actually are? Don't do that. Don't do that. It's very, very scary because people will put you in a box. I hate telling you this, but humans, all of us, we're all selfish people. And you need to be take some time and figure out for yourself what are my strengths? What do I want out of this life? And then you need to do what you need to do to make it happen. And here's another thing about climbing out that we're just going to get real about real quick is when people, this, this is a great story. Do you know how they catch crabs? It's pretty fascinating. They take a basket that doesn't have a lid on it. It's a metal basket and they put crab food in the bottom of the basket and they lower it down to the bottom of the sea. The crabs will come in and they eat the food. Nom, 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 nom. It's delicious. And one of them will say, mm, that was good. See you guys. And goes to take off. The other crabs will say, no, 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 come back here. No, don't leave. Don't leave. I want you to stay down here with me. And he's like, yeah, but there's no more food. I'm going to go. They will literally break off his limbs to keep him down there. Guys, humans will do that to you too. And they love you. Please don't, some of them, it's completely, they don't love you and they're just using you. Some of them, it could be your family and they really do love you. And it really is scary because you're growing and you're going and they just see you going and they're afraid that they're going to lose you. And guys, they just might, they just might not all the way. You just limit the amount of time that you spend with people who, who take your energy. You need to be around people. You need to be with your tribe, with people who fill you up instead of take your energy from you. So be very, very careful. You become like the five people you spend the most time with. And so that would be a big goal that you should maybe look for in 2024 is who are my five people? Identify them. Who are the five people that I want to be influenced by? If who are the five people another list that I really should limit my time with because I just know that whenever I'm with them, my energy is really drained. 
it's kind of hard, but it is the reality of growth is that when you start off growing, you really are, you're grabbing everybody and you're trying to pull them up the, the mountain with you and they don't really want to go. And so the, the, you will find other people already on the mountain that will help you go to the next level. And so enjoy 2024, be a leader, go out and love as many people as you possibly can. It matters. Smile at people in the grocery store. What you put out in life truly, truly does come back to you. Another great book, just as a bonus, is The Go-Giver. So check those books out. Have a fabulous 2024. Thank you for supporting Think Your Way to an Epic Life. Please share it if you think it will help somebody. Um, subscribe. We really appreciate that. Like it. Leave a comment. We'll be happy to talk back to you. Thanks. Happy 2024.